0: Hello and welcome, this is a new spin on autism, answers, that's right, that's right. We take that puzzle of autism and we actually come up with answers, and it's up to you to try out what we come up with and see if it works, and let me know, please do. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and we are going to have an awesome day. Um, Before we get into what our show is about, I want to remind you to stay to the very end because we're going to have the okay, 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 great guest giveaway, as well as
1: always and forever,
0: STORIES!
2: Today's kind of action-packed, i got more than one guest
0: hanging on the line, so uh, we're going to try and have this group discussion. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I've never done it this way before. Usually we do it one at a time. So let's see if they talk over each other and it becomes impossible to understand. Hey, that would be modeling autism. Okay, (laughs) today's show is the Silly Sassy Sibling Show. And today I have a guest called Tasara. She's my daughter, therefore she obviously had siblings that were autistic. And Gina, who is uh, one of my clients' sisters. And at some point we'll hear a little ding, I hope, and my other daughter will chime in if we get lucky. She's a busy girl. So she's got twins. It's acceptable if she doesn't show up. Okay, everybody. Hi, Tasara. Hi, Mom. And hi, Gina. Hi. All right, so here's the thing, guys. Everybody always, when you know, when I talk as a professional or when I go to different homes or especially when I go to different schools, one of the things that really comes up all the time is how the sibling of the afflicted one, the autistic person, the spectrum fellow or, or girl, um, the sibling is always uh, sort of feels like they're left out, feels jealous, feels... Um, you know, neglected. I mean, I hear so much about displacement. So I figured, hey, let's go for it head on. Now, we have two different situations. sorry, your siblings were adopted.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you started out not having special needs siblings. And when they came, they <coughs> came special needs. So it wasn't quite the same story. And then Gina, your brother, just sort of became autistic um, as far as, you know, your mom had a baby and all that going to be fine and then not so you sort of come at it one way and sort of comes at it another so let's go for this let's start with you gina do you feel as if having your brother xavier has left you kind of in the dust
1: um i wouldn't exactly say in the dust but there's definitely um you know he's always been the number one priority and he takes a lot of um you know Having Xavier as a part of our family takes a lot of um, time and attention, but I think um, I find a way to kind of, you know, sneak in there, and I'm able to. <laughs> I'm able to, you know, it's been beneficial. I'm able to do a lot of things for myself that a lot of people don't do at the stage. So, okay, what's
0: an example um, of that?
1: Uh, you know, like when a lot of kids need to have their parents kind of look over their shoulder and make sure they're doing everything correctly and getting all their stuff done. And I kind of have to be the one to, to look over my own shoulder and make sure I get everything I need to get done.
0: Okay. And just to give people a sense of whether or not you're pulling that off, why don't you tell them um, how scholastically amazing you are? <laughs>
3: this is your show-off <laughs> moment
1: <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing pretty well um i can't I can't complain I'm on the track to um start applying to colleges next year and um i I think i'm gonna have a good amount of options yeah i'm as,
0: I'm sorry, but okay. you're really downplaying the reality here so <laughs> I'm not gonna let you get away with that you're kind of a gifted
1: girl um i so, work i work pretty hard for school.
0: Yes, yes. You work hard and you succeed at it, um, and you're also way into soccer, right? Is it rugby? Soccer? Rugby, that's right. Rugby. Something I don't know anything about. Um, okay, so you're sports-minded. You're successful in school, and your brother has taken lots of attention. Does that, okay, does that hurt your feelings? Like, did you feel that you were sitting off in the corner at some point, going, "Gosh, my mom or my dad or both love." him more than me
1: um i think from a from a pretty young age i kind of understood it and i kind of understood the necessity for him to get a lot of attention i never really thought it was like oh that's dessa hi dessa
0: hello hey we're we're in the middle of gina answering a really cool question we're just talking about whether or not you guys felt left out when um you know, when the attention was given to the autistic children. So, Gina, continue.
1: Um, I think I kind of understood that there was a necessity there and um, that it was kind of just a part of having Xavier in our family. And, you know, I never thought it was because they loved him more or, you know, wanted to put in more attention for his needs than mine. I just you know, just kind of knew that it was it was a part of
0: the the life. Cool. So I'm going to ask you a question to think about, and then I'm going to move on to someone else and swing back to you. Do you think that you would recommend, if one were able to do this, recommend to um, families that have an autistic person? So I want you to gel on that for a little for a little bit. Uh, because when you adopt, you actually can, you know, purposely do that. So, Dessa, in case your twins demand your attention, let's go to you next. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of playing with the subject that, you know, I always have everybody talking to me about, oh, the children are displaced and it's not fair to uh, the neurotypical siblings to have someone that's so special needs in the house. And you had lots. So tell, <laughs> tell us your feelings about that or give us a story or something.
3: Well, I don't think that
4: I ever, I mean, I was a kid, too, so I don't think I thought in terms of um, how much attention I was getting or whether or not uh, the whole picture was fair. I know that in our case, um, you asked us specifically before you adopted uh, the boys if we wanted to do that. And I think for me that was pretty pivotal. It was like you asked, I said yes, and then it was a done deal. And then after that point, I don't think I considered the idea that doing it, having them come aboard, could have been wrong, um, or that you know, uh, I, I didn't. Think, I don't. I just don't think I thought in terms of attention being divvied up unfairly. Um, I do think that for. I mean, for me, they were fun. I played with them. You know, there were times when I felt like you didn't give me enough attention. But I don't think I thought that it was um, that that's because it was going to them. I was a kid, so I thought it was because you were mean, or <laughs> you, well, I was, you know, or because, or I did it in my head, like, or because you didn't love me as much as everybody else because I was less. I would have done that more than I would have thought you weren't giving me enough attention because they were taking it. Um, so wait a so minute, so you
0: were less than your autistic siblings or just less than No, everybody? I just
4: wasn't less than the world. I wasn't deserving of attention at that time. Or so you I you just know have been I mean? a teenager. Like, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, I, I think I did that through my whole life, mostly. Yeah. Um, that if if I if something if I wasn't getting what I wanted, I might have been angry. But in my head, I would have been because I didn't deserve it. Um, so, okay. So
0: let's address that for a second, Esther, so that we don't leave them just wondering about that. Do you feel that way now?
4: Not usually. No, I, I have an inner battle that happens, not personally as much, sometimes professionally. Okay. Um, that way, where I might feel like I'm faking it, um, but uh, I don't. I usually can pretty quickly turn that around. Um, if I don't, then I do a session. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a
0: session isn't just for the everybody else's benefit. Oh, we do neurofeedback, and <laughs> it has lifted us from the dredges of depression as a whole family. Actually, it's quite amazing for us. Um, I think we have that low wave affliction that all. Coffee-addictive families have. So um, that's kind of what she's referring to. So, that's a, But regardless of neurofeedback, was there a pivotal time, and did it have anything to do with your brothers when you sort of stopped being quite so um, leaning towards thinking you were less?
4: God, I, you know, I would love to say there, that, that there was a pivotal moment when I realized that. I don't think so. And as far as whether it had anything to do with the boys, I'm sure it did. I just wouldn't have in one moment realized that. I think over time, you look back and you go, you know what, if there's one thing we did, it was accept them for who they were. Um, and we still do that. And, you know, in some ways, I think I was a leader in that. Um, at a very young age, and I think that, and it more than just accept them, celebrate them for who they were. And I think that there were bumps along that road, but since we did that so naturally and so big, or at least I did, and that's how I see uh, I see our, our family um, in my past, I I think that that just doing that um, probably influenced me on doing that for myself. Eventually, you do that. You start going, wait a minute. As you grow up, you start going, wait a minute. Why do all these rules? Why does my moral compass apply to everyone else and not myself?
0: Cool. Okay, um, I have to, we have to go to your sister now. So I, I'm going to give you the same question I gave Gina. Because after Tassara has a turn to talk, and they do the reintro, I'm going to have you girls talk to each other about this this question. So it's, would you advise if this were a thing you could do, advise another family to get themselves um, a special needs sibling? Uh, for the for the homefront, for the development, for the experience, for the whatever. Okay, hold on that thought. To Sarah, same question. And you know, I did. I brought the kids in, so it wasn't like your brother just got a diagnosis. Your brother came with one. How how about this question? Did you feel like I love them more than you, or that you were displaced, or um, did you have a fantasy about driving away in a taxi? Oh, I already know that. Okay, go. <laughs>
3: Hey, don't take my words from me. <laughs> That's my story.
1: <laughs> Tell
3: it. Yeah. Brenda um, is probably a better person than me
1: because <laughs> you,
3: when you asked us if we wanted the boys, um, which was wonderful of you, obviously, but I didn't feel like I could give an answer other than yes because if I said, no, I don't want a bunch of weird brothers, then what kind of person would I be? <laughs> so I didn't go, I said yes, so therefore I need to, um, you know, take this on. Uh, and then, of course, I was very, very jealous of Brenda's ability to be amazing with them, because she really was. She's not kidding.
0: Okay, but meanwhile, I have to interrupt and say that Tesara is the one with the person in the background going, mmm, mm. And that would be my son who's been staying with her now for a month and a half while I trot around the country. So you might be sort of amazing. Anyway, go on.
3: <laughs> Thank you. That came later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um and uh I definitely had visions of you, me and Brandessa in the backseat of a taxi cab driving away from the milieu of our crazy, noisy family. (laughs) I think I might
0: have had that dream occasionally.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But I promise you, it was not that I thought I got less attention because of the boys. Never did I think I got less attention. As a matter of fact, I suppose sometimes I wished we got less attention as opposed to buddy chores and <laughs> helping out. And family meetings. Yeah, and, like couldn't it be nice if you were overwhelmed and we could just go away and you wouldn't notice. <laughs> you know, not that we didn't have our fair share of teenage going away we did, but um, never, never did I feel like we didn't get attention. Um, no, not not ever. <laughs> cool. Okay. We're very involved. So. Okay.
0: So same question to you, and I have to do a reintro. So you are listening to a new spin on autism answers. Mm-hmm. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. We got three gals who are going to come back mm-hmm. on Gina, Tassara, and Brandessa, and they're going to talk about siblings, at being the silly, sassy sibling Spine show it is, um, don't forget to hang out there because we're going to have OK, 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 the great guest giveaway, and at the very end, I'm going to pull it all together like I always do with Stories from the Road. That's so fun to do. Okay, girls, I want you to talk amongst yourselves now and discuss this concept of would you tell and if it gets too noisy, I'll interrupt, but would you tell, you know, another family that it would be good for their uh, development, m- their moral compass or whatever, to uh, have an autistic person in the house, a special needs person, it doesn't have to be autism.
1: Go Hi,
3: Tisara. Hi. I love you. I thank you. Oh, wow. I mean, that's an interesting question because, as much as it's been so, so amazing in our lives and we've learned so much because of it, I don't know that I would suggest run out there and adopt someone with special needs. You'll learn amazing things because we were very intentional and, Mom, you taught us to be very intentional in terms of learning amazing things.
0: Okay, but what about you, Gina? I'm, I wasn't your mom. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I feel like Hmm, I don't exactly advise it. I <laughs> <laughs>
3: Our brothers aren't going to listen to this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um,
1: but I don't advise I don't that- against it. I think that if you are prepared and, you know, you're going in with the intention of taking care of someone with autism or with special needs, um, it's a lot different from when you're just kind of uh, maybe adopting someone with a special need because it feels good and it feels right. I think um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of intention needs to go into that and a lot of preparation and a lot of care, and um, I don't think it's for everyone.
0: Well, do you think your life improved or was made more difficult by having a brother who's so special and awesome?
1: Um. I you know, I've never thought in in terms of if it makes it more difficult or improved. It's just kind of you know, it's it's who he is. It's my brother and we take um you know, we take the improvements and the difficulty with you know, what what who he is and what having him as a part of our family brings and uh, you know, some days it it's it feels like an improvement. Some days it feels like you know, kind of a weight. But it, you know, he's my brother, and I. Uh, and you're yeah.
0: awesome. By the way.
1: You're awesome. And, and the
0: truth is, you can't know what you don't know. And you've always, this has been your brother. What about you, Des? because you do have a memory of before I adopted?
4: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think it's impossible to make that call. I couldn't advise or not advise somebody in like such a general way, it's like so personal. It would depend on so many things and I'd have to be so close to them to give them any kind of real um, advice. What I would share in any event, like if anybody was thinking along those lines, hey, maybe this is something I wanna do. um, I would just, and you have other kids you know that will be affected I would just say involve them from the beginning and then also um, find out things like this. Listen to these kind of radio shows if there's more than one where, you know, you actually do get to hear the perspective of the siblings and get some insight from that before you make a decision. But I certainly couldn't advise one way or another. So yeah. personal. That's actually so it a depends good point. on why you want to do it.
3: Yeah, I was about to say that. I think what mom says about finding your why. I think that mm-hmm. would be the big thing. Find out why you want to adopt you're thinking of adopting a special needs person. Dis, discover your reason because for mom, having autistic kids pretty much saved her because, you know, she needed our brothers. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and so Yeah, but, and mom served the family. Like I think right. that it, it mom that mom needed that and it worked, but mom also served her family. So I think you if you have a family you, and you're gonna and you're thinking about making a decision like that, you have to think, does this decision serve my family? And, yeah. and like, my whole family, because I am a whole family. Yeah. And then, you know, you figure that out. And your answer to that, I mean, we could come up with one million answers to that question right now. You know what I mean? There's just, that's so personal. And, right. and if
3: you've made the decision and it's already happened, you can find a way to make it serve your family if you feel like you want to. Completely, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, whoever's breathing heavy on the phone, with stop. That, it. that goes with every life challenge, right?
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can
0: always make it
3: work. Okay,
0: all right, girls. We're, we're out of time, so here's what I always do at the end. And this was awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, everybody.
3: Thank you, it's fun.
0: Everybody gets to have one little piece. You were kind of giving advice just now, but something really from the heart and really personal and intimate that you think would make a big difference for um, you know for the people listening. So... Uh go Gina.
1: Um, a piece of advice. Um I think a piece of advice, at least for parents who have um a child with autism or special needs and then also a sibling is, you know, in in the midst of all of the craziness, sometimes take take even if it's just a minute to kind of, you know, check up on your your neurotypical child and just um, see what's going on with them because it can be really, really crazy, and sometimes all it takes is just uh, you know, just a minute to check in and kind of see what's going on. And um, No, I
0: think that's really them. good advice, really good advice, because <clears> the <throat> truth <throat> is a neurotypical kid really doesn't want you staring at them all the time anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've
0: got to check in, though. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Nessa. Nessa.
4: Um, I guess, like, to siblings of, um, of uh, uh, special needs children, uh, I guess, a <laughs> um, piece of advice would be um, to actually similar to Tina's only for yourself, check in on yourself. Take the time to, every once in a while recognize that you have your own path too that these the path of the special needs child or children is going to be such a big deal in your family choosing it and changing it massaging it and, and figuring it out um and you're going to be a part of that and it's going to be fun but don't forget that you you have your own path in life and it may or may not involve anything to do with that and um it probably will but just check in and with yourself and figure out if that really does match your path and what you want and where you want to head, so that you can head there um, without sort of getting uh, lost in the need. Yeah, getting the lost okay. in their path. Yeah, got it, got it. That's
0: beautiful. And to Sarah, we saved you for last. The pressure is on. What is your piece of
3: advice? After all,
0: you do autism <laughs> answers, so you have to come up with one. Listen, to Dina
3: and Brenda. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> I think I think that I would have to say because it was the hardest one for me to learn, and the biggest. Um, it took me really long, but it's been the biggest change for me. Um, it would be, I guess, for siblings and parents, is um, to believe to believe in everybody, to to know that everyone is a person and everyone has an unwritten future and can do things that looking at them you can't imagine they can do if that makes sense no it Um, makes
0: a lot of sense
3: but that was hard for me and everything can i just just
0: uh, just for the benefit of the audience who doesn't know you it's pretty recent because dar um one of my son's Her brother, the um one in the background, (laughs) uh, has been nonverbal for a long time and just recently became, you know, verbal but hard to understand. And it's been like a slow uphill battle, and he's 31. And um, it's just been this visit, really. I mean, you've been slowly changing, but this visit where you've seen him do all these amazing things that I keep hearing back from you that, oh, my gosh, you were right. He was a person all along. So that's never quit. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, but like you say, it's sooner is better than, what is it?
0: Uh, I don't know, I say lots of things. Yeah, sooner is better sooner's, than later, but later is yeah. better than not at all. Yes, yeah.
3: sooner is better than later, but later is much better than not at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, thank you, guys. That was so fun. You were awesome.
0: <laughs> I that really was appreciate very it. fun. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. All right, so
4: Gina, thank you. Brandessa, thank you. Are the twins up? No, they're still sleeping. Ooh, I'm about, about to godly. leave right now and go get Darian and tonight. Okay. Well, you go
0: get your babies. You go take care of your brother and go get your kids. And Gina, go off to school. And thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. I have the great guest giveaway coming any second. So I'm going to say goodbye to you, but thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to thank try to get you. the giveaway. Thanks. Okay, bye. 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 Wow. That was fun. Coming up next, we have something very interesting, water and autism. Mary Kavanaugh is going to talk to us about that in the OK, 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 the Great Guest Giveaway. I always feel like I should do it like, like Tony the Tiger. I can't do it, actually. Never mind. The Great Guest Giveaway. Here she is. So, Mary, tell us about water and autism and why you think the two go together or have anything to do with each other.
2: Okay, well, we know that um, there's a lot of inflammation in autism and we also know there's low oxygen in autism and low blood flow in in autism. So, um, and that affects energy as well. And um, the way I found out about this was I went to, um, I actually went to another company and there's a doctor there, Dr. Corinne Allen, and she is a brain, Injury specialist She runs the Brain Injury Center She's researched the brain for over 30 years And when she incorporated This water into her program She was able to increase the functioning Of her patients By 35% So what and is that,
0: this water? Tell them So that they know the what water, you're referring to okay,
2: The water is actually um, It's ionized water It comes out of a Machine It's a um, That sits on your Kitchen counter, and it's actually it's a medical device actually in Japan, and also a medical device in Canada, and it, it actually microclusters the water, so instead of 12 molecules, you have five molecules, which increases the absorption rate in the body. Normally, your absorption rate for water is 25%, and that increases it to 80%. And it also um, adds hydrogen ions, negative hydrogen ions. So you actually get the same amount of antioxidants like you do in food. And one thing... Go ahead. No, I
0: was just saying it's interesting. Go on.
2: Well, and one thing I've found is that a lot of times when we think we're hungry, we're really thirsty. And when you drink this water, usually water feels really heavy on your stomach but when it goes when you drink it it's already absorbed before it gets to your stomach
0: wow you know what that brings to mind there was i mean it's a horrible thing to have brought to my mind but there was this a while ago there was a lady who was doing this radio contest and she kept drinking water drinking water holding her bladder because that was you know if you held it the longest and drank the most you won this thing that she wanted for her kids and she ended up drowning her body because her body wasn't absorbing it, and she actually died. I'm, I know it's a crazy thing to, to think of right now, but I'm wondering if, if she'd have had a greater absorption, if it would have made a difference, and how do you know that there's a greater absorption?
2: Well, we know that um, the molecular level is different in this water, and it's the ionization. So when it gets ionized, it changes the structure of the water. Do you drink it? I do drink it. I drink it, like, before I, because when you go to sleep at night, you become dehydrated. So the first thing you should really do when you get up in the morning is drink a lot of water. And um, this water is a lot easier to drink just because it's lighter. Like, it'll never, like, if you jump up and down, you drink regular water, it sloshes in your stomach. This water doesn't do that. Really? So it's a lot easier to drink, yeah. Okay, so and
0: how does it help autism?
2: Well, because autism is low blood flow, for one, and it's also low oxygen levels, for another. I mean, autism is all over body inflammation and all over oxidative stress. So, and, and not to get too technical, but when you have oxidative stress, that is free radical damage. And oxygen is made out of eight electrons. And when those electrons become unpaired, it becomes a free radical. And when you have too many of those unpaired electrons running around, that is oxidative stress. So this water actually pairs the electrons back together.
0: Okay, so theoretically I get it, Um, and I agree about the inflammation and all these things that that you're saying as far as that being a a serious issue in autism. What personal experience have you had with seeing somebody with autism improve in using this water?
2: Well, with my daughter, I'll, I'll just say with my daughter, because the reason I got the machine to begin with was because I realized, well, first of all, when I heard what Dr. Coronel said, that just spoke to me. And at the time, um, my daughter was still having energy issues. We were able to increase her energy with um, a glutathione accelerator, but she was still struggling. Like she would come home from high school and sleep five hours. And that was a problem for me because I didn't see how she was really gonna function as a teenager. Teenagers are supposed to be busy so once I incorporated the water, and another thing that we have to remember, and I didn't realize this, but when you have a brain injury, and autism is a brain injury, you are severely dehydrated. So actually, I never realized that my daughter never drank water until I got the, the water machine, because she, she never did, and, um, or very rarely, or very little. But the brain is made out of 75% water that is a lot of water. I mean, the brain actually floats in water, and the body's made out of 70% water as well.
0: So did she get more energy from the water?
2: Yeah, she, well, she might sleep like an hour after school, but she actually now, if she has activities after school, she, she takes about a thermos full of water and she drinks it during the day but she's able to complete her activities. So yeah, that's an improvement. Now, I'm I'm still encouraging her to drink more water because we We need a lot of water. That's how our blood flows, and that's how the oxygen level flows to the brain. I mean, the blood is like gas in a car.
0: Okay. So tell me something what's the what is this company and what's the website and t- tell me about that.
2: Well, the name of the company is actually called E-Magic, and the trademark for the water is Kangen water. And I'll, I'll caution you because when you go on the internet, I mean we're like probably the most hated company online. But because if you, <laughs> Well, because we There are other water ionizers out there, but this is like the Mercedes. It's like, you know, you have a Mercedes and you have an IKEA car, and they both have the same parts to it. But we know that if, you are, if you're in a Mercedes and you have a car accident, you have a whole different outcome than you do with an Ikea. And I can, I mean, our plates are a lot bigger, for one thing. The power of our machine is a lot bigger. We are a medical grade. We're also commercial. In California, they're putting it into hospitals. They're putting it into nursing homes. I mean, we have a, we have a commercial market as well because this is not just, I'm drinking water, this is like if I have a sore throat, it goes from 11.5 strong congan water, which is alkaline to 2.5 acidic water. And another reason I think this is great for autism families is because kids with autism cannot detox properly, and we always have a lot of toxins around us, and just our cleaning agents, and you can totally green your house with this water, wow. with the 11.5 water you can use for laundry, um, you can use it for cleaning windows, you can use it for cleaning floors, um, you can wash your vegetables, in it... Wow,
0: okay. okay. I know,
2: but this is, this is pretty this amazing.
0: Okay, so paradise. tell me... But you're on, the, you're on the OK, 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 Great Guest Giveaway, so you have to give something away and uh, tell, tell the people how to get a hold of you or look up your website.
2: Okay, well, right now we have um, distributors all over the United States, actually, and I can probably find one close by to where you could try the water. But we also have demonstrations going on all over the United States as well. So because it's medical grade water, you need to understand it and you need to see a demonstration. And another, I'll tell you another reason that kids with autism really need to like get off the soda because that sucks the oxygen out of the blood. And I'll just give you a a little clue in the demonstration. But we take Sprite and in order to change the Sprite to alkaline, because Sprite is very acidic, it takes 35 cups of Congan water to turn one cup of Sprite to alkaline. Wow. So soda needs to be right. off
0: the market. All right, I got you on that one, I agree. All right, so... so. If they email you or me, let's get this straight. So they can get a demonstration, and how much of a sample of water can they get, like a jug?
2: Well, actually, they can get a demonstration if they go on Kangen. It's K-A-N, and then G is in great, E is in egg, N as in net, demo.com, and they can see a demonstration right on that website.
0: Okay, but, but what are we going to give them that they wouldn't have got if they hadn't listened to this show? Well,
2: well, well. I mean, we can give them two gallons of water. I can there.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what I want. There you go. There but you go. I
2: want them to see the demonstrations first so they understand the properties of the water because it is medical grade. I mean, I've been able to take this water on the plane because they can test it and see that it's different. Water is not water.
0: Gotcha. All right. This actually sounds pretty exciting, so I hope somebody does this. Come on, guys. I know it's a podcast, but you can do
2: it. Check out kangen, K-A-N-G-E-N, demo.com. Okay. And I'll give you my email because I don't have a website yet. Okay. But my email is max, M-A-X, mm-hmm. the number four. Mm-hmm. And then metals, like heavy metals, okay. at AOL.com.
0: All right. The first four people to do that get two gallons of water. But you have to check out the demonstrations so you know what the heck she's talking about. Hey, this is really interesting stuff. Um, You you kind of sold me on it, so I'll probably email you. (laughs) All right. Well, this, right is,
2: there. this is a paradigm shift to be. And also, if we can get rid of our plastic bottles, because right now in the Pacific Ocean, there is so much trash the size of Texas just floating in the ocean.
0: And this would we, help with that because we wouldn't be buying bottled water all the time. We'd be exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, right, I got to move on to the story from the road, but I really appreciate that you called in. State your name one last time for everybody. It's Mary Kavanaugh. Good, I said it right. Okay. (laughs) All right, hon. Thank you so so much. much. That was Mary Kavanaugh talking to you about ionized water and autism, and it sounds actually pretty awesome. Awesome for autism. Okay, it is time for stories from. Okay, so, you know, I treat whole families. I go in and I teach people how to work with their kids and and change the family dynamics, and we do neurofeedback, and we play, and we have a great time. I don't just work with the one child. I work with the whole family. And so sometimes um, I get wonderful experiences that I really like to share that have nothing to do with the, the autistic person themselves, and that was kind of the motivation for the sibling show. There's a girl named Sally in Germany. It's a story from the road in Germany. And uh, she had a brother who was autistic and she was having all kinds of meltdowns. She would spit, she would swear, she would scream, she would throw stuff, but she was considered neurotypical. So everyone decided that it was because of her brother and told her it was because of her brother, and said, it's too bad you have this brother. And all her friends said that, and all the teachers said that. And so she ended up with a psychologist and then a psychiatrist, and she had some drugs given to her. And she was going to see the counselor all the time, and every time she was depressed and didn't want to go to class, she would go back to the counselor. And everybody said it's too bad you have this brother. You have this brother. If you didn't have this brother, you'd be okay. So I come along, and... Uh, and I start to play with him, and he's delightful and weird and quirky like they all are, and like we all are. And um, and I'm, you know, told all about this story for Sally. And the truth is, <laughs> so I, I put her on some neural feedback for, to begin the, the process, and, and I'm chatting with her. And um, she, Oh, by the way, I, let me put her in age. The brother is 10, and she's 8. So all of this is going on at a very tender age. And... Um, I put it on the neurofeedback and I look and, I mean, maybe this is stress, but it looks an awful lot like ADHD, not that we diagnose with neurofeedback, but you do see, you know, the EEG. So it does uh, get to where you pretty much can say, look, this looks like this. And so I start to, you know, do the feedback as if it's ADHD and we get chatting and she, her spirits lift a little bit she feels better from the stress coming down from the neurofeedback and the stimulation that the uh you know the feedback is encouraging uh, she's been put on a, an antidepressant, so we get talking about that. And she says most of the time I don't really take it because I don't like how it makes me feel. It just makes me feel suicidal and even more sad. But I don't like to tell my parents, so she's been hiding it. She pulls out her stash and she's mostly not taken any for ages. As we talk, and and as I, you know, I'm there for three days, and and we're doing neurofeedback, and I'm doing it on her twice a day and talking to her and. I start to make her the expert where her brother's concerned and involve her in the games that I'm playing with him and and ask her opinion of his language and ask her opinion of why he's doing things and turn the situation from she's being hurt by her brother to she is the best resource for her brother, not with Not with the weight of taking care of her brother, but with the admiration to her knowledge of him. And encourage and celebrate the fact that she, even with all that's been going on, really likes him. She doesn't know what to do with him all the time, but she really likes him. And before long, she's changing. And I'm only there for three days, so I leave and I get a lot of emails about you know, how it's going and we're communicating back and forth and I'm directing different things. And um, one day I'm Skyping with Sally and she's like, I know what I'm doing with my brother. So I want you to think about that. It actually works for the autistic client and the parents and everybody that you know. People love to be the expert. It feels good to have somebody ask what you know. And it puts you in a whole different mindset than having people tell you why you're so miserable. When you're miserable, say, hey, you know, I see you don't feel so happy, but, um, you know, let's go to a movie or something. And then after the movie, get pulling their expertise from them. Ask them, you know, things that you can compliment them for. Stop telling people that they're having a hard time because of their sibling. You tell them and you make it so So don't I'm Lynette Louise This is the new spin on Autism Answers And I am your story teacher host Thank you for listening to me Because otherwise I'd just be talking to myself nothing.